0: now this is the ddt wrestling podcast with dc matthews and doc manson we got a website we got a website and it is awesome and it is awesome Hello everybody and welcome to the show. My name is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI and I am joined as always by my esteemed colleague, perhaps the only actual doctor talking wrestling on the iTunes Stitcher and whatever else service you use, Podcast Waves. Doc Manson, out Doc Manson. Doc Manson, how you doing today, my friend? I am very good, DC. Uh, I want to say thank you for
1: having me on today. Uh, It's a real honor and a pleasure to be here with you uh, to talk about
0: wrestling. Well, I'm delighted to have you here. We have a full docket of topics uh, because we are, uh, if my math is right, 10, 10, Ty Dillinger 10 days away from WrestleMania 32. Well, so are we 10 days away or are...
1: Listeners ten days away. When they well, hear I'm this.
0: glad you brought that up because uh, if you have not heard, uh, Doc Manson and I have a website now, ddtpod.com or ddtwrestling.com. You can find us at both locations, um, and among other things, uh, we have our own podcast feed. And so, while we typically record on Thursday nights, as it is right now. Uh, your DDT wrestling podcast, one of the ways that it is available is Friday mornings. F- this is going to be now your Friday morning wrestling podcast. So when you wake up on Fridays, unless you're part of that NAIAM group that gets up really early like I do, uh, Friday mornings, sometime in the morning, we haven't decided specifics yet, but you will be able to find DDT wrestling.
1: All right, hold on a second here, because honestly, this is a big leap for some of our listeners. Uh, they may not have heard about the website, they may not have heard about the podcast. Feed did I go too now. fast? Maybe. Let's just back it up just just a pinch, okay? And let's give it. So here's the deal, folks. Not only did we launch a website, ddtpod.com, which you should go to, and you can register for an account, and you can be active on the forums. You can talk to DC and myself about wrestling, as well as the rest of the DDT wrestling community.
0: But Doc. Isn't that what Twitter is for? What's What makes the DDT Pod forum so exciting well, that I need to go sign up? Sometimes, I don't know about you, DC, but me, sometimes I have an idea
1: that does not fit in 140 characters. I have that idea. I have that problem many, many times. So, if you have something that you want to expound upon, then perhaps the neighborhood forums at DDTPod.com is where you should go.
0: But... Were you gonna were you gonna jump in with something there? And and uh sure, why not? Uh, it is the neighborhood forums because again a couple of people, not too many, but a couple of people were like, Whoa, whoa, what's happening? Does this mean that you guys are fighting with the New Age Insiders, NewAgeInsiders.com, dot com at New Age Insiders well, on Twitter. Well, well, I mean yes, I mean I, I was gonna am, get there.
1: I was gonna get there. Because I know you're gonna get there, but I just want to say right now
0: Liam. I'm coming for you. (laughs) Uh, No, we are not in direct competition, at least I don't think, and I don't believe Doc thinks, and I really don't think the New Age insiders think that we are direct competition. We are a companion show. There is no such thing as too many wrestling podcasts. So, the New Age Insiders got you covered Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock live, newageinsiders.com. Be sure to check them out. You can catch their show on WEEI, one of Boston's premier sports radio stations, every Wednesday. We are your Friday show, just like we've been your weekend show uh, on the NAI feed. I just want to specify, we are your Friday
1: morning show if you subscribe to the ah, DDT true. Wrestling podcast feed. We're going to continue to host this show. You're listening to the show right now probably from the New Age Insiders podcast feed. The way that you've been consuming DDT Wrestling Pod for the longest time Since now. its inception. Indeed. Uh, but you're now also going to be able to get DDT Wrestling, the podcast, from DDT Wrestling. If you go to iTunes, if you go to Stitcher, Intune Radio, whatever your podcast repository of choice is if you search for ddt wrestling if we're not there already we will be soon so that's how you can get ddt wrestling podcast every friday morning a.m now we're still going to be on the new age insiders feed however that's going to be later in the weekend if you want to get your ddt wrestling pod early you want to get it in time for that friday morning commute you're going to want to sign up for the ddt
0: wrestling podcast feed Yes. So we will send it off as I usually do. I send off the podcast right to Ace Producer Bill Neville. Despite our differences, Bill, I you know Doc, we're we're going to be on Tuesday. We still need to figure that out, by the way. Uh, we're going to be on the New Age Insiders podcast this Tuesday, getting you ready for WrestleMania. Uh, Doc and Liam are going to have a fight. I don't know. I don't know what the results will be. Uh, but Bill Neville and I, you know, apparently I threw some shade. Um, I don't even like curtains. I don't know why I would throw a shade at you, but apparently that's a term the hip kids use. Don't shake your head at me, Doc Manson. Uh, Bill Neville, I've got nothing but love for you. You know that. I send the podcast off to Ace Producer Bill Neville. He puts it up when he gets to it. He's a busy guy. I don't blame him in the least. He's public announcing hockey games. He's working for WEEI, so he's got a busy schedule. But if you want a sneak preview, if you want to get it fresh, like Doc said, for that Friday morning commute, subscribe yourself to DDT Wrestling on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll be there for you each and every Friday morning. I do want to do a morning show. Yeah. Can you arrange for your fancy PhD job to work late? And you, know, you can start your job at like 10 and we do 6 to 9, 6 to eight thirty. 30. If you want to do that on Saturday or uh, Sunday mornings, absolutely. Don't even tease, because I would take you up on that. If we could figure out how to go live Saturday or Sunday mornings, it would I'll be fantastic. I'll
1: work on it. One thing I also just want to mention about the podcast feed is we we haven't recorded anything yet. But there has been talk of additional episodes. I don't know if it's just going to be more DDT Pod, or if we're going to start talking about other topics. But as you know, we tend to go off topic on the show. DDT Movies, DDT
0: No, we came up with the greatest idea in the world just like an hour and a half ago on Twitter. (laughs) We did. Hashtag RiffTrax, W-R-I-F-F-T-R-A-X. I'm doing this. I want to watch... We're gonna we'll we'll get you you know we're gonna pick something to watch maybe it's a pay per view maybe it's NXT whatever we're gonna sync it up we'll tell you when to press play on your WWE network or wherever you get your WWE or wrestling content and we will just talk about the show as we watch it I, I'm so excited about that I'm gonna need more technology here and I'm literally using just about every inch of space I have here in my you know fortress of nerditude so. All right. So, I mean, I think we said enough about the podcast feed. You know where to
1: find it. DDT Wrestling on your podcast directory of choice, whether that be iTunes, yep. Stitcher, Intune, regardless. Um, but I just want to say one more thing about DDTPod.com
0: or DDTWrestling.com.
1: Yeah. We have articles there, blog articles, written by DC Matthews and myself. If you want to come and see what we're thinking about the latest news in uh, professional wrestling, our opinions, reactions to Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Ring of Honor, DC has been writing about Ring of Honor. Don't give me that look. You have been. I have been. Okay. so I have an I article that I'm halfway done. i got to finish the show so I can write more. Read about Read our articles. Talk with us on the forums. I'm already soliciting... Uh, categories and nominees for the 2016 DDT Awards. Um, frankly, that post is already, you know, too long. We have almost too many categories already, and it's only March. So, I mean, come on in, add your contributions to the thread.
0: We'd love to see them. Mm-hmm. And if you are a new listener, if this is the first time, and you're going, what are the DDT Awards? Well, let me tell you something. Block yourself off about four hours of time. Check out our archives, because on the DDT... I, I,
1: th- I am challenging you to meet? eight hours of DDT awards
0: this year. Bring it on. Bring it on, Manson. I got it. You want to do a 24-hour for charity podcast-a-thon? That probably won't work, because uh, Mrs. Matthews wouldn't like it. But otherwise, we could figure it out. We're doing it. I want to do a 24-hour podcast charity. I think that would
1: be fun. I think I would bring do- you over here. You could sleep... I will give you my bed. I don't care. I don't want your bed.
0: <laughs> I don't want your bed. Fair enough. I think uh, that's a great idea. Maybe not... I don't know if we'll get to it this year, but there's some really I, good uh, in the charities. Maybe we should yeah. team up, since we are companions with the New Age Insiders. Maybe Brilliant we should idea. team up with them for a 24-hour I like your podcast thoughts, for charity. All right. Ideas coming a mile a minute with the advent of DDTPod.com. But I have here questions for you about the world of wrestling doc manson and here is the first one okay what is your favorite brand of girl scout cookie favorite kind favorite this has nothing type. to do with wrestling people who understand this show know certain things are more important than wrestling your favorite? so we spent nine minutes talking about our
1: new podcast
0: and website, ddtpod.com, Wrestling.com.
1: And now we're going to go straight into the Girl Scout cookie talk.
0: All of this time could have been spent if you had just answered my question.
1: What it's is true. your favorite
0: kind of Girl Scout cookie? Um, I'm trying to think of a clever way to obstruct the question,
1: and I can't. So I'll just answer it then. Uh, I like Samoas. All right. Very
0: good. They're delicious. I like Samoas too, and I'm not a coconut fan, but I enjoy the Samoa cookie. Not okay. my favorite. Oh. But I enjoy What's your favorite small cookie. Thin mints. Hmm. Fresh from the freezer. You got to put them they're in good. the freezer. Get them cold. My
1: problem with thin mints is they're not special. Uh, I grew up with grasshoppers, which are the same damn thing.
0: Are grasshoppers a cookie? They are. Okay. Made by Keebler. Uh, I, I and thought it's the exact same had lied thing. to me and insects were magically delicious.
1: Yeah, I, so. and Don't get me wrong, uh, I know Samoas are now available from Keebler as well underneath a different name, Coconut Dreams maybe, but at the same time, those are a relatively new addition. Grasshoppers existed when I was a kid, so yeah, Thinman's just never felt special to That's me. Although they are delicious. They are delicious. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. Uh, I think Mrs. Manson prefers tagalongs. Those are what we have Chocolate in the freezer right butter. now
0: because I, yeah. I may or may not have eaten all the Thin Mints. Um, I may or may and not. And wait, have wait. So you you were eating all the Thin Mints, and
1: Mrs. Matthews didn't just throw them in the garbage like those brownies from a while back. No,
0: because you don't mess with Girl Scout cookies in the Matthews <laughs> household. <laughs> And that's a rule for both of us. It's not just me. I may or may not have taken special trips on two consecutive weekends using the Girl Scout cookie finder online and gone and bought them. I went to a gym. I drove to the YMCA, went into the lobby, bought Girl Scout cookies, and then drove home. Such is the nature of my addiction. Indeed, sir. All right. Let's actually talk wrestling Uh, We are, as I said, 10 days or 9 or 8 or 7, depending on when you listen to this. You could be listening to this weeks in the future, months in the future, years in the future. Uh, But as I speak, we are 10 days away from WrestleMania. Uh, What is on the forefront of Doc Manson's mind heading into this show?
1: Wait, when you say this show, do you mean this podcast or do you mean Heading into the show
0: of shows, WrestleMania. Ah, the grandest stage of them all. The granddaddy of them all. I see. Uh, Well, the thing that's primarily on my mind right now is Shane versus The Undertaker. I almost fell out of my chair when I saw on DDTPod.com, for the first time in a year and a half or so, Doc Manson has picked up his pen and written an article. Could you tell the fine folks who perhaps have not gone on to DDTPod.com to see it? What'd you write about?
1: I wrote about Shane McMahon and the build for his feud with The Undertaker leading into WrestleMania. So, I mean, the general consensus, I think, online is that this is a terrible storyline and that WWE has dropped the ball and that every single thing that they do in this feud, for instance, you know, on Monday night, Vince McMahon came out and he added a stipulation to the match, That if the Undertaker loses this match, it will be the Dead Man's last match at WrestleMania, and I think people, you know, on Twitter and the internet wrestling community, sort of in general, they had, you know, this this what do you call it a a knee slap reaction, this uh, this this quick sort of thought that that doesn't make any sense if Shane wins the match and Vince is out of power then Vince is in no position to actually enforce that stipulation that makes no sense, that's, that's a hole that's that's a, log- that's a logic hole in booking, it's terrible, burn it with fire how could they possibly be rooting my Monday Night Raw and my Wrestlemania how could they do this ah. uh, but I mean, don't get me wrong I don't love the storytelling they've been doing here um, the, the, when Shane first came out that first night, it was great But when they revealed that he was going to face The Undertaker, I think everybody kind of left scratching their heads. We had no idea why The Undertaker would agree to that. And when The Undertaker finally came out on Raw the following week, we didn't get any answers. He just basically said the blood was going to be on Vince's hands. Vince has, you know, gone out of his way to disrespect The Undertaker at every turn, this past Monday, I mean, excuse the language, folks, but this is just quoting here, uh, Vince said that Undertaker was his bitch, <gasps> end quote. I know. So I just don't understand why Undertaker would be helping Vince McMahon, and they have not at any, any point, really, gone out of their way to explain to me why that is. So again, I, I, just, I just offer that as to say, I don't love the storytelling that they're doing, but this latest, you know... Addition to the storyline, I don't think is really booking themselves into a corner, as I've heard so many people say uh, on Twitter or on the NAI podcast this week. I, I don't think it's as bad as everybody says it is. Uh, what do you think, DC? Do you do you think it's that
0: bad? Well, uh, no, no. Uh, I think one of the problems with NXT and I'm going to connect it there. I'm going off a little bit. One of the problems with having a a separate product on the same network is that it is now cool to hate on WWE. It was always cool to hate on WWE. Yes, I suppose so, but now it's even easier to because, oh, well, look at what they're doing down there. If they're doing that down there, how come they can't do that up here? Uh but I don't think this is nearly as bad. I enjoy it. Now, I'm curious. I didn't see... I wasn't really paying attention to Vince's thing. Did Vince say this will be... And I'm, I need it to be word for word. Do you know off the top of your head? Did he say the dead man's last match? Or did he say the Undertaker's last match?
1: That I don't know.
0: Because I, I would be curious to know, and I could go back and check, or I could be lazy and have someone else go back and check, which is why I have a podcast. Um, but he did
1: say whether he said Dead Man or Undertaker, I'm not sure, but he did say last match at WrestleMania. Well, yes. That's the key to yes. me.
0: Well, and the key to me would be that, and as well as who did he say. Because if he said the Dead Man. Now I know Dead Man Ink was a thing, and this is where Bill Neville and I start to have problems. But I've always wondered throwing whether that or not shade. I'm not throwing curtains. Stop it! Mm-hmm. No blinds, no anything. A um, nice little valance. What? A nice little valance. Mm, well, maybe that. Uh, I'm not sure that the under you know. We would be wondering for a while, the New Age insiders, in fact, thought that they had heard, and it was so such an amazing idea, uh, that The Undertaker was going to, had a motorcycle custom-made for WrestleMania. So if he did say the dead man's last thing, I could see that being a loophole where, fine, the character of the phenom Undertaker uh, is no longer allowed, so he's going to get back on the motorcycle, he's going to put the bandana back on, and he'll, you know, big evil, the American bad guy is going to uh, you know, he can have a match at Wrestlemania. Now again, that's probably not the case and there's a lot of things going on here. Um, one thing I will say is while Shane McMahon would be in charge of Raw that's Raw. Mm-hmm. This I think ma- this is, this is that's a point that I make in my article. I didn't want to
1: do a blow by blow because I want to give people a reason to go read my article if they want. But that's that's absolutely something I bring up. The subtleties of Shane's own stipulation is that he gets put in charge of Raw. And I know, on a weekly basis, what have they been doing? They've been trying to convince us that if he gets put in charge of Raw, he's essentially in charge of the company. But that's the key word, man. Essentially, mm-hmm. right? He's not actually in charge of the company. Vince McMahon is still the chairman of the board of directors. Uh, so, at that point... Vince is still in a position to enforce his stipulation against The Undertaker. I think, I don't think there's a
0: logic hole here at all. No. I don't see the flaw that everybody is harping on. And especially that it's his last match at WrestleMania. That means that from the end of April 3rd, they have 365 days or so to write themselves, if they were in a corner, they have 365 days to write themselves out of it. Oh, here's how you do it. Uh... On Monday Night Raw, you
1: say, Well, Undertaker's in a match against Zack Ryder. And if he wins, Undertaker can wrestle at WrestleMania again. And then he wins the match, and then he can wrestle at WrestleMania. Would like they then, can write they can literally write anything.
0: It doesn't matter. No. Would it's he wrestling, then win man. the Intercontinental title? Since as we all know, Zack Ryder will be the Intercontinental Dude, champion. I am so thrilled. For Zack Ryder, we'll, no we'll get to that. I want there's another point I want to make about Undertaker and Shane, but we will get to the IC title match among other things later here on DDT Wrestling. Um, the announcement came this week that Undertaker versus Shane McMahon will be the main event sh- uh, show ender at WrestleMania. That made I all don't the sense. Think that's in the- true. I'm sorry. I don't think that's true. You don't think that's true, or you don't think that that's the? You think it's just rumor? I, think, I, I don't think it's true that it's been decided and announced.
1: They called it a main event, but they didn't say... Th- like I don't think they meant it as
0: the final match okay. on the card. Well, I think it has to be. The fate of the company so. is more important than the fate of your champion. I mean, I don't disagree
1: with you, but at the same time, I, I can't imagine them not ending that show with...
0: The WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. Because you can bring out the champion, whomever it may be, Triple H or Roman Reigns, to, to, you know, whether it is to interfere or to play some role in the Hell in the Cell match. Besides the fact, and I know they've done this before, you know, just the sheer logistics of, you know, lowering the cell and then raising it back up again, you know, again, that's a minor quibble. But I do think it ends the show. Um, If only to save WWE from the potential, let's talk about more about what wrestling fans are complaining about these days, the 100,000 boos that they are going to get if, (laughs) and I can say if, Roman Reigns winds up winning the title.
1: Okay, first off, let me correct you. It's not if. He's going to. 100% chance that Roman Reigns wins the title at WrestleMania. There's no question in my mind. This is an 18-month storyline that they have been building to. And yeah, I read some stuff today that says, oh, Vince is getting cold feet about Roman Reigns. No. No, he isn't. That that
0: article gets posted about every six weeks
1: for the last 18 months. Yeah. He is not getting cold feet. He's not going to give up on 18 months here. He is going to do this. Roman Reigns is going to win the title. Now, let me say, I think that's too bad. My fantasy booker in me uh, could have a lot of fun with this. I know I, I'm, not always, I'm not always my strong suit. I'm not always quick off with the fantasy booking. But let me tell you, DC, let me paint this one for you. Paint a picture. Shane, Shane McMahon yes. wins his match against The Undertaker. Yes. Putting himself in charge of Raw and essentially the company. Then, in the main event of WrestleMania, who pulls out all the stops and ends up retaining his heavyweight championship, but Triple H? At the end of the show, who comes out? Shane McMahon... We have a stare-down between Shane and Triple H. That is, to me, an extremely interesting, potentially, storyline. You've got this new face of the company, Shane McMahon, in charge. We know he doesn't like the authority. We know he's going to dismiss them from their role of power. But now he has to deal with Triple H as his champion. Mm -hmm. That, I think, could lead to compelling television, and I would
0: actually like to see that. Which is exactly why you cannot say that Roman Reigns has a 100% chance. No, he's going to win. He does have a 100% chance. I I disagree. I
1: would love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. I'd love to see what I just put forward. I think that would be way more interesting. Way more interesting. But they're not going to give up in 18 months. If there's one thing that WWE does is they do not call audibles... When they're clearly telegraphing what they're going to do for that period, for that length of time. They just don't. They never do.
0: At least, I can't remember a time that they did. No. I think you, you just painted an excellent picture of what would be fantastic, you know. Now Triple H, who has spent all this time being the authority figure and being the one in power, now is the one with power being held over him, you no longer have any power here. And I think that would be fantastic.
1: One of the things that I think is really strange about this entire Shane storyline is they've kept him away from Triple H. They haven't had any interactions whatsoever. And you would think they would be the ones shooting at WrestleMania. For control of the company in a wrestling match, you would think it would be Shane versus Triple H at WrestleMania. That would make infinite more sense to me than having Undertaker in that
0: match. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. But again, you I, the fact that they haven't had them face-to-face, again, speaks to the fact that now that story is brand new and fresh April 4th, when WrestleMania is over, and Shane McMahon comes to the ring to open up Raw, being in control, and says, I'd like to call out my champion, Triple H, could you well, come on out here please? Your boss has something to say to you. The one thing I'm going to say is all this is
1: everything we're talking about here is dependent on Shane McMahon winning that match,
0: which yeah. is I don't I don't think guaranteed. Uh, and see, I would say that is more of a guarantee. Shane McMahon is has a more of a guarantee to win than Roman Reigns does. I haven't seen Shane McMahon's contract.
1: I haven't heard any leaks about the length of period of time That he's supposed to be in the company He's a CEO of a major corporation in China I I just I don't
0: necessarily see him coming back As a weekly personality On televised wrestling Then what was the point of him coming out at all Besides to have a once in a lifetime return What was the point The point is They couldn't get The Rock to wrestle
1: at Wrestlemania They felt like they needed Star power and As you and I said on the show Shame was the nuclear option. It was the one last return that could possibly mean something and get eyeballs on the product. It was the only avenue they had. And they couldn't get The Rock to wrestle for various reasons. And so they pulled the trigger on the one thing that they thought was going to get eyeballs on
0: WrestleMania. That's why they did it. And so you think this was a short-term thing to get that 100,000 magic number... And now Shane can disappear. And all those people who got really excited to see Shane McMahon are now like, well, now once again, there's no point. Can you tell me that I'm wrong? No. But at the same time, I don't know. It would be incredibly disappointing. Don't get me wrong. Incredibly. But isn't that kind of what they do? I could see them doing this. You know, one of the questions that I had written down listening to you talk earlier was, who do you think The Undertaker was actually supposed to face? We're going to need a theme song for this. When Mrs. Manson comes in with your hot cup of cocoa, we're going to need a little theme song or a little jingle to play. When I get my soundboard, we're going to need that. Yeah. cocoa time! Is it fresh? Is it the, you know, melted chocolate in milk? Is that what this is? Well, it's not melted chocolate. We just use powdered cocoa. But, yes, okay. it's delicious. All right. So, you know, I, I have to wonder who The Undertaker was actually set to John face. Cena. Probably. That would be my John first Cena. guess. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm going to stick to my guns and say you make a compelling case. The short-term thing, getting eyes on WrestleMania, very compelling case. But I think I'm going to go ahead and say Shane McMahon has a higher probability of winning his match than Roman Reigns does his. Because I could see them sticking with Triple H and saying, you know, and and maybe who knows what this does for the Roman Reigns character going forward to continue to lose again. You know, All I can say is, I hope I'm wrong. Oh, well, and I believe you've said that many times and then not been wrong. So history dictates that you are probably right. This is why we need, on DDTPod.com... A score sharp, a score sheet so we can keep track of your predictions because you are usually I think that's a bad idea. You are usually <laughs> fairly sage in all of this. Speaking of Roman Reigns, uh, what did you think of Mr. Reigns on Raw this week? We saw you know uh, uh, that, I, you, I believe you were effusive in your praise of that opening segment if I recall. You enjoyed it, right? I did and you know, um, my friends on New Age Insiders And they are my dear friends Though I've never met them, but they're friends Except for Liam No, Liam is my friend too, and you love Liam You, You and Liam just have this mutual love affair That hasn't been realized yet, I think Liam, I'm talking to
1: you right now, buddy We're gonna meet on NAI next week And when we do You're going, you're going down what you going to do, brother, when these 24-inch pythons run right over
0: you? Your pythons I I, are not 24 inches. No, they're they are not. Okay. <laughs> um the, the the folks on NAI Pod were slightly critical of what he said. Uh, maybe they're right, but I think how he said it is far more important than what he said, and I was effusive. I agree with in you in my praise. That. Don't talk a lot. Don't act like you're the coolest kid in the room. Be the guy that when the S.H.I.E.L.D. came out, and I missed this era, but when the S.H.I.E.L.D. came out, what I remember seeing was oh my God, this guy, this silent guy who's huge and muscly and he just has this stare that cuts right through you and he looks so incredibly serious and amazing. That's the guy people want to cheer for. And you could hear it in Philadelphia, which was not the greatest crowd I've ever heard. There would be this initial thing because he came from the ramp, which was exciting in and of itself. Uh, He walked to the ring. They kind of cheered for him a bit because it was an exciting moment, and then they realized, oh yeah, it's cool to boo him, and then they started. No, they started booing him because, and this
1: is where we disagree, I mean, I agree with what you said, you know, have him come out there, don't talk, don't try to be Mr. Cool Guy, and you were effusive in your praise about that. I was. Uh, but, But here's the thing, I disagree with your interpretation. Okay. I think the first thing he did, and the reason why that crowd started booing is because he immediately became Mr. Cool Snarky Guy He put his hand on the microphone He put his finger to his lips And he shushed Stephanie McMahon uh, And he immediately went back to that character That everybody ha- hates He did it wordlessly But he, he did. went right. directly back to that snarky character right. That I do not like at all And Wait. he set the tone for the rest
0: of the interaction But that Completely was a brief the thing that was only that was the only time I saw that snarky guy because then he said, you know, I'm going to come to your ring at your show and take my title or whatever it was he said. And again, I don't really care what he said.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you to an extent, except the problem is his first action yes. set the tone for the rest of that segment for me and he was not able to recover. And and I think that's why the crowd reacted the way they did. I think
0: I tapped into what they were feeling. Okay. Well, that's a very valid point. The shushing, I had forgotten about the shushing, and that was a, a bit of a problem for me. But again, he could have spent ten minutes, you know, trying to call Stephanie names like he's Chris Jericho, doing You're not you know, wrong. crowd could have play like he's The Rock. And then they had what might be the definitive Roman Reigns moment when that garage door opened and there he is standing there you know slowly walking towards the SUV I thought that was a that's the kind of moment that if this was you know that's the moment of Steve Austin you know approaching Brian Pillman's house it didn't have that kind of level of it but that was a very very cool moment that was legitimately cool not Roman Reigns trying to be artificially cool Okay. So yeah. I I think, you know, a lot of people online are saying, "Oh, it's too late for him. It's too late for him." And sure. The crowd's going to boo him cuz it's cool to boo Roman Reigns right now, just like it's cool to boo John Cena. But if this character lasts through WrestleMania, winning or losing the title, they this is what works. Don't try anything else. This is what works. I I agree with you. And
1: I, you know, I, I'm negative on him. I don't like that snarky character. No. And I know it, right now I'm talking like, you know, I don't I don't care for him at all. But I do enjoy that Silent Assassin character. Yeah. I, as you heard me say earlier in the show, I think it's a lock that he wins that championship at WrestleMania. So, I mean, I'm not, like, railing against Roman Reigns here. I just, if you want to talk about, the real travesty in booking leading into this WrestleMania, it's not Shane Undertaker. It's, hand, it's the, been the handling
0: of the Roman Reigns character. Well, and, and again, you know, it, it, there have been booking issues, no question. But injuries have played a factor here. Had Seth Rollins not torn his ACL, would we be in this position right now?
1: Inconsequential. It happened. They had to the deal. And they wrote poorly for Roman Reigns, regardless of the
0: situation, uh, I think. Well, they had to pick a champion, you know. The fact is, and one of the reasons why I don't think it's a No, because mortal- the thing is, well, okay, but you said they had to
1: pick a champion, right? But when Seth Rollins went out, who did they choose? They chose Triple H. That, that has nothing to do with Roman Reigns. No, they didn't. They chose Roman Reigns. Oh, I
0: guess initially. And then Sheamus, and then Roman Reigns again, and then Triple H. Yeah. Okay, you're right. I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about the shushing, so it's fair. Um, But, you know, they had to go that route. And and that's one of the reasons why I don't think it's a mortal lock that he wins the title, because he's already won it twice. You know, you could make the argument that the Roman Reigns long-term story ended at Survivor Series when he won that title. You don't think so? Nope. Did Sheamus I cash in so. that night? Yeah, I think so. Okay, then maybe not that night. But uh, regardless... You know, I, I understand what you're saying. But yes, alright. Um, but I'm excited. This Roman Reigns is a guy I can get behind. If that Roman Reigns wins, if we see this guy, forgetting the shushing, if we see this guy from now to WrestleMania and he wins the title, I will have no problems with it. Uh, I it, can't forget the shushing, as you are so want to do,
1: but, you know... There is a Roman Reigns character that I could get behind. Yes. They just need to show it to me.
0: All right. So that takes us out of Roman Reigns. Those are our two main events of WrestleMania. Um, Do you have any thoughts on Kalisto versus Ryback? What about the third uh, main event of WrestleMania? Oh, I had forgotten about that match, which is telling, uh, because I did not want to watch Dean Ambrose wrestle Beef Stroganoff. (laughs) Uh, That's going to be a great match, though. Lesnar. All three of them are. I think we're going to have three great main events. I think this WrestleMania is going to be a very good show. You know, is it the perfect... Top to bottom. Is it the perfect booking? No. Does that matter? No. I think this show is going to be entertaining from start to finish with very few... You know, maybe a couple of blips because it's a four hour show and Flo Ride has gotta sing his song and they gotta do the Hall of Fame thing. But those three main events are gonna be
1: fantastic. Yeah. The women's match is a uh, title match is gonna be fantastic. Absolutely. I think
0: the Intercontinental Ladder match is going to be fantastic. I am very excited for that. And again, we'll talk about that after we talk about this other main event. Um you know, not a lot of story development there this week. No on Raw. But I, I don't necessarily think there needs to be. Uh, actually I do think that there was some good subtle storytelling going on in those. I did not realize Ambrose. that Heyman was coming out. I probably would have watched the oh, main okay. event had I knew Heyman was coming out to do commentary, because Paul Heyman makes wrestling worth watching. Bad well I think the thing
1: watching. that's telling to me is at the end of that match, Ambrose was able to basically fight off, you know, the Wyatt family as well as Beef Stroganoff, right? The Wyatt Am yeah. I remembering correctly? Yeah. Okay. I, I think I, the storyline's going to go. He crippled Luke Harper. Maybe, but here's—I mean—here's the thing. We were we were con- we were convinced a couple months ago around Royal Rumble time that it was going to be Lesnar versus the Wyatt's, and for whatever reason they've decided not to do that. But what they did show us there, and you know thereafter, was that Brock Lesnar, for you know as beastly as he is, he was not able to match the Wyatt family's. Numbers when they played that number game against him. What we saw last night on Raw, because people have been saying, how are we supposed to believe that Dean Ambrose has any chance at all against Brock Lesnar? And I know it's a street fight. It's not going to be clean. I know they were building that angle. But the thing that they showed me on Raw this week was that Dean Ambrose, with a chair, was able to neutralize the entire Wyatt family there, ergo, Dean Ambrose, in a street fight,
0: can take out Brock Lesnar by proxy. Now, I, I had said that you know Shane has a very high probability of winning, and you think that Roman Reigns has a very high probability of winning. I'd have to really stop and think about it, but I, I think I'm pretty safe to say no single person has a higher probability chance of winning their match at WrestleMania than Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is mm. going to beat Brock Lesnar in my mind without question.
1: I think he is going to beat Lesnar as well, but only because of the stipulation. And that's
0: fine. And I have yeah, absolutely he's still no problem win. with that. You're right. You're you're right. He's still going to win. The so. way they have booked Brock Lesnar and, you know, you could argue whether or not they've done a nice job. I think they have. There is no way for Dean Ambrose to beat Brock Lesnar. There should be no way for a single person to beat Brock Lesnar without some sort of stipulation.
1: Let let me be negative here for a moment. Um, I'm sorry to be the realist in the room. (sighs) But isn't it entirely possible... Hear me out. I don't like this any more than you do, and I don't like saying it. But we've seen time and time again that they don't really have any investment in Dean Ambrose. It's entirely possible that he loses to Lesnar... And they build Lesnar up so that Lesnar can main event the next WrestleMania. This is just the start of Lesnar's year to getting back to that title picture. And Ambrose just goes right back to being
0: mid-card towel boy for Roman Reigns. The last six months or so, four or five months, have shown me that they are invested in Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose- I don't think
1: they are. I think they recognize that he's a great talent. I think they recognize what they have, that he connects with the audience. But at the same time, they, I think, have recognized that about Kevin Owens, but he's also languishing in the Midgard. They haven't given him anything
0: greater than that. Kevin Owens has been on this car- this roster for less than a year. The fact that he is the Intercontinental Champion less than a year out is great. Dean Ambrose, probably a year in, if I had to guess, was United States Champion. Yeah, fair enough. So, I think this is good. I think Dean Ambrose is going to ride the wave of momentum from beating Brock Lesnar to main eventing WrestleMania 33 versus Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, provided nobody else gets hurt. Which I'm in going this WWE... To, yeah. Well, I'm
1: going to definitely say that at WrestleMania 33, we see the triple threat amongst the yes. S.H.I.E.L.D. members. I don't know that it's for the title, but I definitely think we see the match... Between the three of them. Well, it'll main it'll
0: Thursday. main event in the same way that these three matches are main eventing, and you know, right. you I just make, don't know if the title's on the line. You could make the argument that that match doesn't need the title. It doesn't. Give the title to someone else who needs it. Give the title to champion Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens, or give the title to whatever. You it's give the be. title to Zack Ryder because it is Zack Ryder's year. All we right, woo-woo. let's talk about this Intercontinental you know Title match. Uh, speaking of of. I enjoyed the booking. You know, it took me a while to realize exactly what they were doing. But, mm-hmm. you know, Owen's getting the chance to book this triple threat and then using that loophole to book the triple threat he wants. And it's Sin Cara, Stardust, and Zack Ryder. I
1: mean, I will say, until Stephanie McMahon made the seven person ladder match, I was feeling real bad for Stardust, Sin Cara. And, and- I would. I- well, yeah, Sinkara Sin and Zack I get what you mean, though. But I was feeling mostly bad for Stardust because they were grouping him in with the other two, and yes. I was like, oh, God, they see you on that level? Are yeah. you kidding me? And don't get me wrong, I felt bad for all of them except for maybe Sinkara. Um, but,
0: oh, man. I, I There are so many, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, there are so many better guys they could be putting in this, and that's true in Sinkara's case. I absolutely think Stardust is deserving And like you, I am super excited That Zack Ryder gets a Wrestlemania And I actually am really happy for Zack Ryder I'm glad
1: he's getting a Wrestlemania moment It might not be the one he's always dreamed of Mm -hmm. But you know uh, That dude did something organic On the internet He made himself in a way And you know, everybody likes to say Oh you make yourself the internet and they just shoot you down They gave Zack Ryder an honest shot A Mm -hmm. few years ago, they honestly did Uh, the one thing about Zack Ryder, though, at that time was, I know internet fans aren't going to want to hear this, but he wasn't ready. He could not, when he went out there in front of those live crowds on Raw, and he, and he, they let, they gave him promo time. He was out there with John Cena and Eve, uh, Torres, I think it was at the time. He was out there. He could not string together a promo. He was green. You could tell that he was very nervous, and that affected his charisma. He was very charismatic in his YouTube videos and the inter- and the internet championship thing, but that did not translate to live television, and sadly, the WWE made the right call by cutting that push short. Yeah. They did. Um, the one thing I'll say, though, is in that time, Zack Ryder's had an awful lot of experience. Uh, he's been able to do things on his own, because he disappeared for a long time there, and more recently, we've seen him on NXT. And now we're seeing him back on Raw. And I don't know if you know this, but that charisma, that nervousness that was masking his charisma before, I think is gone. I actually think he's got a
0: chance now. And the fact that they're giving him this platform, I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think this speaks to, and and I'm probably putting thoughts in the heads of WWE, but I think this speaks to how WWE feels about guys who, get, who go down to NXT, who accept that demotion to the minor leagues, air quotes. You know, Tyson Kidd was stagnant. He went down to NXT. He was stagnant there for a while. Then all of a sudden he had the cat thing. Then all of a sudden he found the fact thing. And mm-hmm. then before you know it, he is tag team champions with Cesaro and yeah. he you know he went down to developmental he developed and he got a chance to shine again in WWE. Zack Ryder took the demotion, got teamed up with Mojo Rawley, which is a fate worse than death, and <laughs> be, you know, became a halfway decent tag team and now is going to get the chance to be in a championship match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm actually really thrilled for him. Yes. I think like I say great
1: opportunity. I hope that he's able to parlay this into uh, a solid career on the main event roster. I think he's
0: ready, and I hope that it works out for him. Yeah. I, I could say, you know, Stardust, absolutely, I think we all agree, belongs in the mid-card title picture, purely based on talent and how much fun he seems to have. You know
1: what? To I, I just want to bring this up about Cody Rhodes here. Uh, Stardust, whatever would have you. Uh, think about his gimmicks. Think about pretty much everything that he's done... When he first came out as part of Legacy, and he Mm -hmm. was just kind of, you know, he was just Cody Rhodes, right? But you remember Legacy, and you probably remember it fairly fondly, even though he was just kind of a guy. But then, as soon as he split off of that, he became the dashing Cody Rhodes. And I don't know about you, man, you might not have been watching too much of that time, but those promos, him in the mirror, combing his hair, he owned that gimmick, and he knocked it out of the park. And what did they do? They gave him the hideous, deformed Cody Rhodes. He hid his face behind that clear mask. He had the bags out there giving him the people to hide his ugliness. And you know what? That's actually my favorite incarnation of Cody Rhodes, uh, the hideous angle there. He played that Phantom of the Opera character so incredibly well. Dude, again, knocked it out of the park. And then what happened? Stardust. He teamed with Damian Sandow. Well, that too. But the mustache thing yeah. was, honestly, pretty good. And now we're talking about Stardust, and he's knocking that out of the park. My point here is, I'm sorry it's a long-winded way of saying it, that dude is a solid performer. They've given him some of the worst possible gimmicks you can probably give to a guy, and he's executed on all of them incredibly brilliantly. I th- I, I, am stunned by how good of a performer he actually is, and for how little
0: recognition he's gotten as a result of it. Well, and that's why I don't think we need to see, you know, everyone's like, oh, maybe this will be Cody Rhodes coming back, Cody Rhodes coming back. Stardust on his own is pretty darn good. He's not getting much of a shot right now, but he is pretty darn good. I like that character. I think there could have been a lot that happened with the teaming with the Ascension. I think the Cosmic Kings could have done something pretty impressive. That, was, that looked like that was going places,
1: Cosmic King. And I think the only reason it didn't was because they wanted to only focus on one spooky
0: tag team, and that was the Wyatts. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm excited for Stardust. Sin is going to do something crazy off the ladder. I think he's got the gratuitous swanton off the ladder. You know, they want to echo Jeff Hardy. Neville's injured, you know. And, you know, this match, the only thing this match is missing is your stereotypical big guy. And I guess that's Kevin Owens, but he is not a stereotypical big guy. You know, I had hoped Rusev, Titus O'Neil, not an option. Uh, Luke Harper, not an option anymore. so sad about that. But, um, you know, you need a guy to pick up the ladder and start smashing people with it. I guess that will be Owens. Yeah, it will be. But that match is going to be amazing. The Miz is in it. I'm excited. So, yeah. It's. I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna, you know, that's uh, absolutely going to open the show. I think. But here is my question that comes out of that: Who is going to be in this Andre the Giant Battle Royal? You've got a seven man Intercontinental Title match. You have what appears to be a seven man tag team title match, which we haven't even talked about. How many people are in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal? I suppose it doesn't matter. It's usually I think it's 20, 20 it's or usually, thirty. I think it's usually thirty, and I think they said it was only going to be twenty this year. I'm sure they have the, you know, Fandango and Swagger and guys who aren't, you know, Well, think about out. it.
1: It's going to be Big Show and Kane, Bray Wyatt, Beef Stroganoff, Eric Rowan. That's five already. Is Bray and Wyatt
0: healthy enough to wrestle? I don't know the reports on his back.
1: I think he's healthy enough to wrestle in a battle royal Probably. where you've got two other guys um, defeating everybody for you so that you can win that match. Yeah. And then you've That's got That's my prediction Yeah, and
0: then you've got Like I said Swagger, Fandango All four social outcasts Now we're up to over ten We sure are Sandow You know, they usually have a Most Matadors Oh, God I forgot The all Dudleys them. No, the Dudleys have a match They're wrestling the oh, okay. Usos
1: That's right is there anybody else in that match? Is it just the two teams? It's just there... the two teams.
0: They're just having like a, a grudge match. And then it's New Day, all three of them, defending against, I believe, all four members of the League of Nations. Okay. So? Well. They'll, fi- they'll find 20 people. They'll find 20 yeah, people. Yeah, they will, for sure. All right. Even if that means pulling people from NXT. Well, and that's what they did last year, if you remember. Uh, you know, Kick Tommy won some tournament. I don't think they had that tournament. I think they had that tournament at like the Arnold Classic last year. Uh, they don't seem to have that this year, but maybe we'll get, you know, random Baron Corbin or Mojo or somebody.
1: I think it's a good spot for Baron
0: and maybe a good spot for Apollo Crews, one of those types mm. of guys. Yeah, I think that's fair. What do you think about the drifter? Or the, uh, what did you call him, the grifter? Is that the grifter. The grifter. Oh, yeah. the, guitar the guitar drifter. The guitar drifter. Ha yeah. <laughs> ha. He stinks, huh? I was glad to see Johnny Oregano win. That was nice. Go yeah. Johnny Oregano. But yeah, one, I don't know why. One half of
1: your NXT tag team champions.
0: No? He's no. not part of the revival? No. That would be Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder.
1: Right, Dash and Dawkins, got it.
0: No, that's not who it is. Oh, sorry. All right. Stop um stop it. I'm excited for the Divas Triple Threat. I yeah, haven't watched any of the build to it, but I've enjoyed it. Not Wait, watching it, what? I suppose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, what the heck are they doing with Sasha Banks, man? How so? Uh,
0: I don't know. Is she a heel or is she a face? Um, I think she is acting the heel but getting cheered like the face. Yeah.
1: On our forums, at the neighborhood forums on DDTPod.com, one of the suggestions from the community was for a DDT awards category, uh, Can't Tell Their Heel From Their Face Award. That's clever. I think so, too. And, you know, Big Show's one of those guys that flip-flops back and forth. I think they also the community member Glenn, he nominated Dolph Ziggler, but... I made my own sort of contribution there because Sasha Banks. I don't think they know what to do with her right now on that main roster. I feel like she's so back and forth. She's a heel. She's teaming with Becky Lynch, and now Mm -hmm. they're not getting along. Like they they have no definition. Well, in 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 the triple
0: threat format, Charlotte's the obvious heel. Becky's the obvious face. So Sasha's got to kind of toe the line. I suppose suppose so. I suppose that you know she kind of makes sense because she doesn't like either of them. Yeah. So yeah. Out for yourself and all that. I I guess it makes some sense. Uh, We are getting apparently some sort of multi-diva tag team match: Uh, Lana versus Brie Bella with various people assigned there. There is. Let's be honest. We're getting
1: this match, but it's not going to be on the proper card. It's going to be pre-show, right? Well, you got to think of you know. I well, here's actually, but not just pre-show. Don't they have like seven hours or something? They're advertising. Like, they're talking about having, like, hours of content on USA before they switch over to the network, before WrestleMania pre-show, before WrestleMania starts. They're talking about having, like, an all-day event, some of it on network television, and I wouldn't doubt if a match like that ends up even, like, on the
0: pre-pre-show. I think that Andre the Giant Battle Royal is being broadcast on USA Network. Oh, okay. And then okay. I would imagine you'll get, like, the Usos and the Dudleys and this D.Va match on the pre-show, giving them more that, time. That sounds
1: reasonable. That sounds reasonable.
0: Giving them more time to show us commercials for the WWE Network during WrestleMania. Okay. Um, one thing, one rumor that I do want to address very quickly, uh, apparently on SmackDown, you know, right now the, the four teams were, well, let's see if I can remember this, Lana, Naomi, Tamina, and Summer on one team, Brie, Alicia, Natalia, and Paige on the other. Alicia's a face now? Because she's teaming with Brie. They're part of Team Bella still. So. Got it. Um, apparently, Emma makes her WWE re-debut. And Says who? I thought that happened on SmackDown. Oh, well, I haven't watched SmackDown because it's broadcasting right now. Oh, that's true. Well, maybe I just saw it. Um, so, I believe Emma will be coming out to help side with the heels... So, the rumor is that that means there's an opening on the face team, so this will be the WWE debut of Bailey. If that. There, um, I don't think
1: that's going to happen, especially if it's on the pre show.
0: Mm, that's probably true. I think it's more likely that it's going to be, you know, Lita randomly coming back or Tristratus randomly coming back. Speaking of Emma.
1: I don't know if you watched NXT this week, but she got real, real
0: sweaty. (laughs) I saw you tweet that. I did see you tweet that. And I felt uncomfortable then, and I feel uncomfortable now. So thank you. I guess I got to say though, uh, that was a great
1: match between her and Oscar. It was. I don't I don't think that she could really keep up with Oscar, but I don't know that anybody can really. I think she's kept up with Oscar about as well as anyone I've seen. And I think that's true and I've actually been rather impressed with Emma this
0: last little bit. Do not underestimate the power of the Big Boss Man glasses. That's all you need. Those aviators are boss. you get the Big Boss Man glasses and you're all set. Uh no, that was a good match. Um you know there there are questions abound in the mailbag, which we will get to. Uh, what do you think right now? And we have this is not our prediction show. We have one more show, at least one more show uh, before WrestleMania. Um, do you think Oscar wins the title, or do you think Bailey hands Oscar her first loss? I'm now just blatantly stealing Brandon's question. Sorry, Brandon, but I think I think Oscar's got to win. I think you're right.
1: She, they are portraying her as such a force of nature, and I don't think they know what to do with Bailey anymore. They've been putting her in tag team matches the last couple of appearances. I, I think they're spinning their wheels with her mm-hmm. just
0: to... Uh... Now, I went to the forums, the DDT Pod forums, because I had an idea based on a conversation on Twitter this morning with uh, Robbie Radford, I believe was who I was chatting with, and he asked if it was possible for Oscar to win the title and Bailey to stay in NXT. If those two things could happen because originally I had said if Oscar wins the title Bailey goes to WWE. And I had to think about it for a bit but I you know it wasn't a full article, but on the forum, you can go to the forum, register to be a member, and comment or you know support me or tell me I'm wrong. I'm fine either way. Uh, I came up with two possible scenarios for Bailey to stay in NXT without fighting for the title. The first was we have this face versus heel thing. The Bailey Carmella. Asuka versus Eva, Naya, Jax, maybe Dana Brooke throws in gets thrown in there. I could see them doing that for a couple of months, building to like a six Diva tag team match or six woman tag team match, excuse me. Um and the other thing I'd like to see Bailey do before she leaves is I'd like to see her have matches with some of these new women. Santana Garrett, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, um the girl from Jersey the other girl from Jersey, you know, yeah. I don't disagree with you, but I think
1: they've said on NXT programming once too many times. You know, talking about the four horsewomen mm. and how she was left behind. I, I, I think they they've hit that stuff up one too many times for her
0: to stay in NXT much longer. I think you're probably right. And, you know, some people have been saying, and for all I know, it was you who said it, because when Twitter happens, you forget who said what. But somebody mentioned that it would be a great moment for Sasha Banks to win the title at WrestleMania, and she comes out the next night on Raw, and who should greet her? But the That was first- me. Okay. I thought it sounded like... The more I talked about it, the more I'm like, I'm pretty sure I actually heard someone say this, which would only be... It might have been me on the podcast, in fact, last week. I'm an old man. My memory is not (laughs) as good as it used to be. Um, Fair enough. Since you watched NXT... Indeed, sir. Has your opinion on Finn Balor changed since watching this week's episode? No. Mine has. A little bit. Not
1: at all. I I saw nothing... I saw nothing from him other than a solid wrestling match,
0: which I see from him every time he goes in there. I saw a different kind of wrestling match, though, than I'm used to seeing from Finn Balor. So I, you know, I thought he acted more like a heel than we've seen. You know, and he's going up against Rich Swan, who needs what the did Ernest he do that Miller was jacket. what did he do that was so heel esque? Even something as simple as just continuing to go back to the wrist lock. Like, he doesn't... They don't usually do a lot of that kind of thing with him. Um, he just seemed to be, you know, pouring on the offense. And you could, you could, I guess, make the case that, you know, Samoa, he understands he has to fight to survive if he's going to beat Samoa Joe. So he's, you know, he has to be more aggressive. And But being aggressive was something new from him. I liked the fact that he brought... He has... Uh, he's using... What was called Bloody Sunday, now apparently he is is now renamed it 1916, his lifting DDT in mm. honor of the Easter Rebellion in Ireland, which I thought yeah. was kind of cool. You um, know,
1: I like the aggressiveness, but I think we talked about this a while ago. I would like to see that sort of dual... Personality with the demon. Yes, when he comes out as the demon, I think that's when we should see that more aggressive side to him. Yes,
0: I don't I know why I really that. bring it up here
1: again, but but I will. Like and I see. think,
0: and I think I have said on this podcast that I don't want to see the demon for at least a year. You know, I want to see the demon in. Well, WWE... Well, you're going to see him at Takeover. I want to see the demon in WWE when. You know, the Balor Club finally turns on him and he has to channel the demon to get his revenge. I, and I'm sure you're right. I'm sure we'll see it in eight days or whenever, however many days from when you're listening. But I am done with the demon. Unless he's going to break out an entirely new paint setup. They I'm have invested the way too much into the demon. It's not going anywhere. He's here to stay. All right. All right. Um... For me, I I am tapped out of topics besides the mailbag. Uh and unless you have something else you would like to bring up, I believe if memory serves, I'm about to hear a song. Steve <laughs>
1: Here's the mail it never fails, it makes me want to wag my tail When it comes I wanna whale no!
0: You will now hear that every week on DDT Wrestling. Blues clues, man. It's a hell of a show. But if you, want to rec- if you want to record it, again, when I get my soundboard, we'll, we'll put it in there. Oh, abs- absolutely. All right. All right. We have four emails from four of our favorite besties. We have to start with our bestie of the month, though. If you go to DDTPod.com, you can see our bestie of the month, our best friend for the month of March, Oriole King 8 I got it right this time. At Oriole King 8 It's our good friend Nate. And Nate says this. Hello again. More questions
1: for your pondering.
0: What is happening?
1: I think I might have to retire the Casey Kasem uh, gimmick. Do you want patio furniture to read this one? Uh, No. Nobody wants that. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, So, number one. He brings us five questions this week. Number one. Is repetition beginning to become a problem in WWE? Say that again. Is repetition beginning to become a problem in WWE? Is repetition ah, beginning ah, to become a problem in WWE. Given that feuds have gone on for two
0: or three pay per views in the last year. Is repetition are we, begin, sorry. Okay. I, I think we should do since he wrote five questions, which is just fine, especially for our bestie of the month. I think we need to talk this one out and then move on to the next one. So, okay. Is repetition beginning to become a problem in WWE? Is WWE becoming the Department of Redundancy Department? Uh No more than usual. I mean, I will say there's been more Best of
1: Four series that I could do without, sort of, in recent memory. Yes. But, I mean, outside of that, and it really only happens
0: occasionally, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's a huge deal right now. I don't think it is either. I think, if anything, it's a sign that there's too much... And again, while there's never such thing as too much wrestling, in this case, when you've got to fill three hours every Monday, two hours every Thursday, and a pay-per-view at least once a month. You're going to have to repeat some of these matches.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't want to see Jericho AJ Styles at WrestleMania. We're going to see part four of that feud. It's going to be a good match. I got nothing wrong with it. Um, I am a little bored. AJ Styles...
0: Would you be bored with... AJ Styles. Would you be bored with... AJ Styles. It does nothing for me. I get it. Uh, Would you be bored with another two or three matches of AJ Styles and Kevin Owens? No, we can watch that all night long. Yes, we can. All right, so no, I don't believe repetition is a problem. Neither does Doc. Question number two. Number two. Do you think this
1: is shaping up to be the best possible WrestleMania given all the
0: injuries? I think between his own phrasing of the question and our discussion we've already had, I feel like we've answered this question. Well, so you, so I, then you're taking... I don't think we've answered it
1: directly, though. So you're taking the opinion that because of all the injuries, WrestleMania is not as great
0: as it could have been. I'm taking the opinion that if you consider all of the injuries, even if you consider all of the injuries... This is you know, I, I I'm taking issue with the word best. Is this the best WrestleMania card that we could have factoring out all of the people who are injured? No. There's always going to be a better way to book WrestleMania. You know, the, well, I the think, best I WrestleMania think... would be Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens in a one on one match. He's not asking that though. He's asking you if some of those
1: people weren't injured. Who are injured, if they were on the roster, would we have ended up with a better WrestleMania card? I think well, that's then, what he's Forgive asking. me, Nate, but that's a question that is obvious. Yes. Uh I don't know about that. I think the card is pretty solid. Can I honestly sit here and tell you that I'd rather see Russ, or would I'd rather see Undertaker John Cena
0: than Undertaker Shane McMahon? I don't know, man. But if everyone was healthy, we could be seeing Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Shane McMahon, Triple H, Undertaker John Cena. But I'm also not dissatisfied with Triple H being the
1: champion. I'm not dissatisfied with Lesnar versus Ambrose. No, but you, know you what also I mean?
0: said that it would make more sense for Shane and Triple H to have a match rather than Shane and the Undertaker. It'd make more sense, but I don't know if it's better. I say. I'm reading the question differently. I'm saying, given all you know, it says here given all the injuries, which means you have to factor those out. With the current roster as it is currently constituted, is this the best way for them to all line up together? And I would say no because you can always tweak and maybe make something a little bit better. Is this a bad WrestleMania? Not in the slightest. I think we are gonna people are gonna be walking out of that stadium in Dallas very happy they went. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Question three. When the bullet slash ballor club debuts,
1: should it be a face faction? behind leader AJ Styles or heel behind leader Finn Balor your thoughts Uh, I think I don't think it matters because I think they're going to be an outsider type heel faction that the crowd immediately accepts Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's going to matter whom their leader is Mm -hmm. it could be AJ Styles it could be Finn Balor it could be Double J Jeff Jarrett I well maybe not Jeff Jarrett. Can you but, bring the grifter with him? Oh, I'd love to see it. All guitar's all the time. Let's get the Honky Tonk Man in there too. He's still around, right? Uh yeah, sure. By he's which I to. mean he's alive. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, but really though, I don't think that matters and I'd rather I would personally rather see Bullet Club with AJ Styles than with Finn Bálor. Mm-hmm. But that's my own personal bias showing. I, I don't care for Finn Bálor.
0: I would rather I see the Bullet Club with a heel AJ Styles. Sure. Yes, absolutely. And then if they I, I want to specify. bring in Finn Balor at some point later, and then you can have the Nation of Domination, Rocky versus Farouk kind of thing, which leads us to Finn Balor versus AJ Styles, fine. Great. But I would like to see a heel AJ Styles form the Bullet Club. I would like to see Shane
1: McMahon lose at WrestleMania and then try to take over Raw from the outside... Utilizing the Bullet Club led by AJ Styles. Works for me. Number four. That's pie in the sky. Number four. Do you see any benefit to having Braun Strowman winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? It hasn't done anything for Cesaro or Big Show, so I don't know what it would do for
0: Strowman. No. Question five. Yeah, and he's not going to win it anyways. No. Uh Who do you think yeah. will win it? Bray Wyatt. I say
1: Kane. Kane's got a good shot. If Samoa Joe wins the NXT title, who do you see being his first challenger? Finn Balor.
0: Apollo Crews. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. But I but that that's presuming Finn Balor gets his rematch and then moves on. Okay, fair enough. So, um, have we said the email address yet? DDTWrestling at gmail.com? DDTWrestling at gmail.com. Well, I know. I don't think we've said DDTWrestling at gmail.com yet. DC. I think it's because we've been so busy saying DDTPod.com or DDTWrestling.com that we didn't say DDTWrestling at gmail.com. You're probably right, but if you have emails that you'd like to send in for us to answer
1: and read on the air, you would want to send those to uh where is that DC? DDT Wrestling at gmail dot com. The next email comes in from TG TK Who T-K? T-K! TK TK Thog Father of the Con man. Indeed. Uh after talking about NXT and collops, I have a question or two about that. If NXT hadn't loaded up On talent recently Do you think that they would have Delayed call-ups to WWE And if they didn't sign all of that talent Would 4 plus people Leaving the roster hurt the product I think that Corbin needs the NXT title And to show up With it on Raw With it before he makes the main roster He's almost like another character That can be lost in the
0: WWE Main roster shuffle Any thoughts on that? There's a lot of questions in there. Yes. Well, and the, that's first just the first thing I think half. we need to say. The first thing I need think we need to say is we are presuming that following WrestleMania there are going to be a number of NXT superstars making their debut on the main roster, and I think the only one that is absolutely certifiably guaranteed are Enzo and Cass. I'm not even sure that's guaranteed. I, I there's no one else for them to face in. You're right. NXT. And the, the tag team villains. division obviously needs something. We're seeing them fight the League of Nations. So The League of Nations. That was a real funny way, these way you said that. And, and that was a terribly horrible, mean way you mocked it.
1: <laughs> I do that from time to time. You uh,
0: yeah, you know, I would like to see that. That, that would be fine. And know, I can make a case for Bailey to stay. In fact, I did on the forums. I can make a case for Finn Balor to stay. Baron Corbin... I, I think being the NXT champion would be nice, but I don't think that's written in the cards for him. I don't and, think it's in the cards and I don't think it's if he stays at NXT, you know, long term, maybe, but I don't think it's soon. If Samoa Joe you know, if Samoa Joe wins, if I suppose if Finn Balor retains, maybe Baron Corbin could be the guy to beat him. But you've got Samoa Joe, you've got Austin Aries, you've got Shinsuke Nakamura, you've got Apollo Cruz. Yeah. Where does Baron Corbin fit? This is the problem is there with a- these homegrown guys. They're not going to find a place because all of these new imports like Bobby Roode or Eric Young, if they show up, are going to take their spots.
1: So, this is actually something that we've been sort of just talking around, assuming the
0: outcome. Um, is there a chance that Finn Balor retains against Samoa Joe? I don't think so. But I suppose it depends on what they do with this Balor Bullet Club. If it shows up in NXT and doesn't touch WWE, and Festus and Mr. Anderson help... I just think it's, it's weird that they would
1: put Finn Balor in the Bullet Club, I think. Because he's been in NXT for so long, I feel like he's been removed from that stable for a longer period of time. And when I think
0: Bullet Club, I don't think... Finn Balor anymore. I think of AJ Styles. I think if they did it that way, it would be Balor Club, and there would be an entirely different backstory. You wouldn't have it be the Outsiders coming in to take over. This would be Finn Balor has some friends from way back, and they're going to help him. Okay, I suppose. But um, I I do think Baron Corbin runs a risk of being lost in the shuffle. You know, besides Kevin Owens well, he's and now maybe he's been lost in
1: the shuffle for a while, hasn't he?
0: Say that again. I said he's been lost in the shuffle for a while. Well I hasn't mean he? when he goes up to the main roster, he's gonna have an even harder time.
1: Well, and that's the other thing why I said well, if he stays in NXT long term, I don't know that he's ready for the main roster. He's relatively new, he's pretty green still, he's better than he was, he's not quite tall and terrible anymore. Mm-mm. But he ain't
0: that good either. He'd he'd be fine if he's going to take Luke Harper's place in the Wyatt yeah. family. And, you know, team with Eric Rowan for some reason. But I don't think that's what they intend for him. So I don't know that he's ready. I think, you know, again, I, I spent an inordinate amount of time on Twitter today, which is weird because c- I was working. But, um... I think you could see, you know, uh, uh, you know, Apollo Crews came to the ring at NXT to save uh, Johnny Gargano. I call him Johnny Regano, but Johnny Gargano. You know, I could see... Baron Corbin leading a group of these homegrown guys, like the Drifter, maybe like Alex Riley, somebody suggested that Blake and Murphy could fit in there, against... by the way. Yes. I'm digging Alex Riley these days. I think he's phenomenal. I'm, I'm upset he's not on more, because that character... I liked him before. I did. I liked him before. Okay. And this new character, I think is great. This angry, raven-esque character, I think, has a lot of potential. I agree. And again, I'm saying, Alex Riley, Baron Corbin, the Drifter, as these homegrown guys going up against Apollo Crews, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, you know, you could have some kind of gang warfare there with, you know, the guys who think they should all go back to Ring of Honor versus the guys from Ring of Honor or various other promotions. Um, Yeah. I think... More than the NXT title, I think that might give Baron Corbin a chance to develop even more because now you're leading something. Rather okay. than being just a guy. I um, think that would be helpful. Do you want to read a second paragraph? It's not a question. I can read it, you can read it. We could skip it. TK won't mind. Uh let's move on, I suppose. Alright. He basically Thank you for that question though, TK. Yeah, he basically says that he thinks it's okay. Uh, that Finn Balor doesn't main event every NXT, and he's right. Oh yeah, it is 100. percent. All right, I don't. I don't disagree with that. It's time for Chip. It's time
1: for Chip. It's time for the Chip email. I don't do subjects. DC and Doc, congratulations on the website,
0: DDTPod.com.
1: It looks great. Loving the layout and everything about it. I've told DC all of this already. But you haven't told Doc. So I'll get to my question. That was creepy. (laughs) My question to both of you is, how much of a difference to you does Roman Reigns coming to the ring from the back, just like everyone else, make to you? I always say on Twitter, it's the little things. This is one of those little things that are making me enjoy Roman. Just wanted to get your thoughts on it.
0: Again, congrats on the website, Chip. Um, I think it's great that he came from the ramp. You know, I think it would don't be care. great if he showed up at WrestleMania in a different uh wrestling attire than oh, he Oh, that'd be wonderful. Would I be am next. tired of him wearing the body armor. That looks dumb, you know. If he just came out even if he just ditched the vest, even if he kept the shield cargo pants, and you know this is this is why Mrs. Matthews has a problem because she's going to walk by and hear me saying even if he just took his shirt off it would be better. And then she's going to have <laughs> questions, and I'm going to. And then sleep she wonders the about you, doesn't, again, doesn't
1: she? again, eat too many of those brownies. Is that what happened?
0: They're so good.
1: I know you eat too uh, many but, of them. You don't want to get up. I mean, I made a flippant remark there saying that coming from the back didn't matter to me, but actually, I, w- I will say, him coming out of the crowd was starting to bother me. Yes. It's just been going on for so long. It's it's not like he's the people's champion. It's it's, not like he's got the
0: crowd support. And it's old, and it's been done, and you need something fresh to, you know, rather than giving him a new colored T-shirt, John Cena, give him a new entrance, give him some new wardrobe. Absolutely. So, yeah, I guess that's a positive overall. Final questions.
1: (sighs) Hey, guys. Love the podcast. And the new website, DDT Pod. .com.
0: dd .com.
1: Doc. Doc did an amazing job on it. He did. And everyone should check it out and sign up. I have a few questions for you guys, of which two are NXT-related and one that is main roster-related. Here are my NXT-related questions. Do you see Asuka's first loss in NXT? Going to Bayley at TakeOver Dallas? And, if Asuka wins, how long do you think Bailey stays down
0: in NXT? We talked we about the second that. part of that question.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I don't see Asuka's first loss going to Bailey. I'm going to continue
0: to go with my prediction that Asuka does not lose in NXT. I would love to see that. She is not pinned or submits. She might lose by count out or disqualification. She is not pinned or... In NXT, my prediction. Yeah, uh,
1: And if she wins, how long does Bailey stay? Uh, One night. She shows up on Raw. I don't think she shows up on Mania. I don't think they would shoehorn her into that multi-woman match. I think she comes out on Raw the next night. I think that's a pretty good bet. Next question. And for my main roster question. What are your thoughts on the Intercontinental Championship ladder match at WrestleMania? And who do you see walking out with the belt? Thanks, guys.
0: Keep up the great work, Brandon McIntyre. Brandon McIntyre. Um, we both have raved about the Intercontinental Championship match. Who do you actually see walking out with the belt? That is a really tough question. I don't think so, but okay. I'd
1: like it to be Kevin yeah. Owens.
0: I I love having all of these other guys. Who in are it? the other guys in the match? I'm sorry.
1: Let's let's name all seven guys. It's Same Kevin Owens,
0: Stardust. Oh. Sami Zayn. Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, Zack Ryder, Sin Cara, Stardust.
1: Legitimately, I think only Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have a true shot. And I think to further that feud, you keep the belt yeah, on Kevin, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens retains. And it's truly
0: KO Mania. I'd like to see that. That dude he is so is good. He is indeed. He is fan. Dean Ambrose is so good. Did you see him get that chainsaw? Do you think he do you think Did the you chainsaw see makes an appearance Sorry. at WrestleMania? I know Barbie will, but does the chainsaw I, doubt I think it. it's like I think if he wheels like a grocery cart to the ring, it's in the grocery cart and never touched. Right. Or he picks it
1: up but it immediately gets knocked out of his hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh My question for you is where do they go from here? There's another raw left. Dude's got a barbed wire wrapped baseball bat. He's got a chainsaw. I mean,
0: what does he get next? A no, gun? No, faces off with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We've touched on all our topics. We've read all our email, and we have plug-pluggedy-plugged the website DDTPod.com. We implore you to go register for the forums, read the articles, listen to the podcast, subscribe. The only thing left to do, sir is to talk about our piece of positivity that we're taking with us through the week. Mm. Would you like me to start? Uh, um, yeah, um, go ahead. I will start with the fact that WrestleMania is shaping up to be a very good show. On paper, TakeOver Dallas might seem better, And perhaps when all all is said and done, it will feel like a better show. But we are going to have a weekend filled with great wrestling. There's going to be great wrestling on Friday. There's going to be great wrestling on Sunday. There are, I saw people tweeting, tons of independent promotions doing shows that are available on iPay-Per-View. You can find your way to watch those. There's lots of great stuff. Uh, Next weekend is going to be a great weekend to be a wrestling fan, just like every other day. But I'm excited about heading towards WrestleMania, what about you?
1: I, you know, I don't think I can pick one piece of positivity. And it, we're going into WrestleMania, and like you said, Takeover, and there's just so much. do. No, you know what? Your about. piece of
0: positivity is next weekend. You don't have to go do networking all weekend long. <laughs> you can actually. stay True, I get to just enjoy WrestleMania you can stay and enjoy WrestleMania. And I, and I, are you gonna? Are we gonna watch WrestleMania together? We'll have to discuss that. I don't know. Are we going to pod? Are we going to do a live show like immediately after? Mm, I don't know. We'll have to see. I, okay. I, I think, you know, uh, more than likely by the time WrestleMania ends, other people in my house will be sleeping. I don't know if they would appreciate a live podcast. I would, Which is why you have to come here. I would be okay podcasting the morning after, though. I took April 4th off to spend the whole day breaking down WrestleMania weekend uh sadly I don't think I'll be able to Come
1: take that day off. on. Mondays are extremely <sighs> busy yeah, um but in terms of my piece of positivity for this week i can't I can't tell you I can't tell you if it's dean Ambrose i I can't tell you if it's kevin owens I can't tell you if it's Zack Ryder. I mean, all those things are things I'm excited about for WrestleMania, so maybe they don't count. I mean, all those things were really good. They got me excited this week. It can but be that. I'm really looking forward to Mania. You Maine. can have a piece of positivity so, yeah, yeah, I, that's
0: 10 years old if you watch something Oh, no, That's good. okay. That's okay. That's okay.
1: I'm going to say those don't count, so I think my real piece of positivity from this week... Uh, uh, Emma got real sweaty <laughs> in oh, that gosh. ring with Asuka... And that was a fantastic match. I don't know if you actually watched it. I know sometimes you don't watch the women's stuff. I did. I watched most of it. That match was real... That match was damn good. And that's not something that you would necessarily expect from Emma. But, you know, I actually... Like I said before, I am actually becoming a bigger fan of Emma through her program with Asuka. Everybody knows I love Asuka. But, man, Emma has shown me that she... Can go. I kind of always knew that. Her initial run in WWE before that, when she was in NXT, then we kind of knew she could go from that. But this character that she does now, I think, is far more effective, more likely to have long term potential on the main roster. And
0: yeah, I'm I'm digging. I'm digging that. That's some good development. Well, there's our pieces of positivity to take you through the week. Hopefully, you have had a positive experience listening to DDT Wrestling, which you can find us ddtpod.com, ddtwrestling.com uh, You can still find us on the New Age Insiders feed. We are super excited about that to continue to be companions with the New Age Insiders. Uh, I'd like to just underscore that if you want
1: to get this pod early, and maybe not this one because you, this might be the first time you're hearing it, but in the future, Friday mornings, you want to hear DDT Wrestling, you got to subscribe to ddtwrestling.com. Uh, I'm sorry, to DDT Wrestling Podcast. Go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to
0: your podcast directory of choice, search for DDT Wrestling, and add us separately. And we'll also be on the NAI feed each and every weekend. Uh, This is Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, the architect of... Oh, oh my goodness, we're going to keep going. I was going to pay you a compliment. Sorry. I know, and I want to hear it, so keep it on the tip of your tongue.
1: But when you do go to sign up for our feed on iTunes, I would really really love some honest reviews. Good point. Preferably of the five-star variety. Yeah, five-star honesty is what we're looking for. (laughs) But seriously, folks, if you do go sign up for our feed, and if you've been listening to us for a while, we could really use the reviews. A new feed that's a good way for us to get some more publicity, bringing it back to us, bringing it back to NAI. Please, please, please take a moment, write a review. We are forever in your debt.
0: All right. Doc Manson is the architect, the builder, the creator of ddtpod.com. He built the site. If you know me at all, I don't do tech. And very I've got well. both of my ACLs. I'm sorry. And I've got both of my ACLs. Yeah, oh, very true. Very true. You were an architect ah, with both architect. ACLs. Uh, I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. If you like the columns, go check out the backlog. Um, I, I moved them over and I proofread some stuff. Uh and, and, and I'm sure I did other things too, but I can't remember them right now. <laughs> uh, I, I have, you did a I good job. With my Twitter picture. <laughs> so we've got a
1: ton of backlog of do. content. We have there. a lot of stuff.
0: A lot of podcasts. Uh, DC is to. a very
1: prolific.
0: DC is a prolific writer. There's a lot of the back catalog there for you guys to check out. I've reviewed the last three Ring of Honors I saw. I'm working on the fourth one. I'll probably finish that one tomorrow. Um, So columns, podcasts. Love it. Lots of stuff there. Go to the forums. It is your playground, your place to, you know, without character limits, have fun. Get your thoughts out there. If we like what you wrote, we might post it as a featured article on the article section. We are going to be looking for contributors, Shannon Scott. I'm calling you out right now. Um, we, want your, we want your writing talents, if you have them. We want your ideas, if you have them. Uh, let us know that you're out there, that you enjoy the show, and that you're fans of pro wrestling and the neighborhood in general. Anything else before we head off into that good night, Doc? Not all right. at all, sir. He's Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I'm DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. We'll see you around the neighborhood and DDTPod.com. We out.